In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A man approaches Jesus and asks what he must do to inherit eternal life. He's kept the law and all the commandments, at least he says that he has. Jesus gives him the benefit of the doubt. So what else must he do? What else is required of him? You lack one thing, is the answer. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor. Then come and follow me. The man is shocked. See, he's rich. He has a lot of stuff. So he turns away, sad and disappointed. But this encounter has triggered something in Jesus because he doesn't leave it there. After the man turns away, Jesus turns to his disciples and says to them, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Just a few simple words about a camel and a needle. And for 2,000 years, people with money in the bank have squirmed in their seats. There's this delightful moment in Umberto Eco's novel, The Name of the Rose, when a group of medieval Franciscans and Dominicans hold a debate to determine whether Jesus and the apostles owned the very clothes on their backs. Surely Christ owned nothing, the Franciscans insist. You heard what he said to the man. Absolute poverty is the way to the kingdom. Not so fast, the Dominicans say. And by the way, for poor friars, you Franciscans sure have a lot of pretty gold statues in your churches. The debate descends into a shouting match of shall we say, colorful insults, and the question is not resolved. We've been asking ourselves this question for centuries. How much must we give up to follow Jesus? Jesus is pretty clear with the man who asks him what to do, at least. Sell everything you own. In his most recent book of essays, the novelist John Green, who lives here in Indianapolis, recalls a sermon he once heard on this story. The preacher remarked that people take every line of the Bible literally, except for this one, when it is the only line that is meant literally. We can probably think of a few other lines that people like to ignore, but the point is well made. Jesus isn't speaking in riddles here. He's telling this man and his followers what to do. Maybe we're so used to this metaphor of the camel and the needle that we just chalk it up to one of those other impenetrable sayings of Jesus with those outdated metaphors. Is this really what Jesus meant 
while trying to get the attention of his 20th century audience, Frederick Beekner updated the story by saying this, that it is easier for Nelson Rockefeller to get through the night deposit slot of the First National City Bank than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. <laughs> I think we get what Jesus is saying here, and maybe we're really uncomfortable with that. Maybe my use of humorous examples from literature betrays my own discomfort with this teaching. Because who is Jesus talking about here? Who are the rich? Well, I'm afraid it's most of us here this morning. You see, from my view, if you're an American with enough money to get by in America, if you have everything you need and more, if there's enough money in your bank account at the end of the month to give a pledge to the church, well, globally speaking, you are rich. You are very rich. Enter camel, enter needle, good luck. Excuse me, you might be thinking, where is the good news in that? Well, friends, maybe this story is not good news for you, for us. Some things that Jesus says in the Gospels are really hard to hear. Well, hard if you're rich, hard if you have stuff, hard if you've ever been in first place or even close. In the Gospels, the really good news, the best news, is for the poor, is for the oppressed, for the blind and the sick. Not so much for the rich or the able-bodied or the confident or the proud. Many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Now, maybe I've painted with too broad of a brushstroke our parish. Maybe you're really struggling right now. Maybe even in America, you're poor. If that's you, know that Jesus has really good news for you. What does Jesus ask of your neighbors but to sell what they have and to give the money to you? What does Mary sing about but that you will be lifted up and filled with good things while the rich are sent empty away? The first will be last, and the last will be first. But what about the rest of us? What are the rich to do? Well, we could start by doing what Jesus asks by selling what we have and giving it to the poor. But if you can't do that, and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that I have not, don't give up. Don't turn away from Jesus like the man in Mark's story just because the news doesn't seem all that good for you. We can strive to follow in the way of Jesus. We can seek to 
pattern our lives on his teachings. We can do our best. And when we fall down, either because we have too much stuff or for some other reason, we can pick ourselves up. We can confess our sins, the sins of the wealthy, and try again. Following Jesus should be hard work, for the rich at least. So we try. But we try knowing that Jesus has gone before us. That Jesus has, in the words to the letter to the, of the letter to the Hebrews, that Jesus has passed through the heavens. That Jesus has opened a place in that kingdom for everyone. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Jesus, who was poor, gave up everything, including his life, to proclaim the good news of God's salvation, to be the good news of God's salvation, to be our salvation, even ours, even the rich. Jesus looked at the man and loved him. So friends, what must you do to inherit eternal life? Well, get up every day, say a prayer, and go about following Jesus, doing what Jesus has asked you to do. And know that there is a throne of grace. The throne of the one who, because of his poverty, because of his goodness, saves us. Even us. Because let's be honest, how can we, the rich, possibly save ourselves? How can that camel get through the eye of the needle? I don't know. For God, all things are possible, Jesus tells his disciples. Let us approach that throne of grace with boldness, praying that even we, the rich, will receive mercy. Amen.